Since I've made it down to Gulf Shores, Alabama for the winter, and I've got my little office all set up, all my equipment is here, computers, mixers, microphones, etc., I'm now ready to get tucked into some winter projects, uh, particularly when I get back from Ontario after Christmas. So I wanted to share with you some of the winter projects that we are doing for our property management company, because this is a list that any company could use, and I hope you're going to find it useful. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I am super delighted to be back with you. If you're listening to this on the day of publication, then it is the first day of the Vacation Rental Women's Summit in New Orleans. And I am so excited to be there, as it's the, my first conference in two years. In fact, the last conference I attended was host 2019 in London, which was pretty brilliant. And I was all set to be heading to Lisbon for the European VRMA and to go talk at a Kigo conference in Barcelona in 2020. And of course, that all fell to worms, didn't it? So, two years on, I'm really happy to be back at a conference and meeting up with people I haven't seen for so long. There's over 47 sessions here at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit. That's 47 sessions being delivered by industry professionals. And then there's uh, three keynotes. If you want to see what's going on there, you can go to the Vacation Rental Women's Summit website. And even though it's going to be too late for you to book your spot, Amy Highnote and her team will be preparing video recordings of every one of the breakout sessions. And you can purchase them at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit website. Uh, currently, there is a discount of $100 if you are able to purchase these before December the 2nd. Quite understanding if you are listening to this podcast at a later date and you miss that deadline, but still to buy all these sessions for $599, which it will be without the discount, is still an amazing price tag. And I have bought these already for my staff. So I'm going to put them in, my tr in, in our training library and then all our staff get to view whichever ones they want. And there's going to be something for absolutely everybody. Works out at around $10 per training session. And I think the quality of these is going to be second to none. Certainly by the look of the presenters and the people who are on the panels, there's some really, really interesting stuff. I am doing a session on self-hypnosis, which is as far away could be as far away from vacation rentals as you can imagine. But in fact, you know, I, I used to be a hypnotherapist and psychotherapist and I use self-hypnosis all the time to help with things like procrastination and confidence and dealing with 
things that I don't really want to deal with, you know, making me more comfortable in situations. So when Amy asked me to do something a little bit different, I thought, well, you know, I really should go back to my roots and think about something that could be really helpful to absolutely everybody. So my session is called Self-Hypnosis for Everything. And you will be able to check that out as well if you buy the video package. So I'll leave that to you. So what am I talking about today? Well, I'm going to share with you all my winter projects or all the winter projects that me and my team will be working on during the slow months. We do this every year. We set up different projects for everybody. But this is the first year, I think, that we are doing it more comprehensively and really going back to some basics on some things. We've been in business for 20 years and there are certain areas that we perhaps haven't touched as much as we should have done over that time. So in our winter project list, which is a 90-day plan, there are, well, there are 10 projects. One of them is creating the 90-day plan. And each one of them explores a different aspect of the business. We do a lot of reviewing and re-evaluating our business processes and looking at whether they're still good for another year. And of course, bearing in mind that the years of 2020 and 2021, for us at least, have been outliers. They were very different years than we'd experienced before. Both years, in fact, for 2020 and 2021, we were locked down in, from, from just about February or March all the way through June. So we lost a lot of business. We had to furlough some staff, certainly in 2020. And really, we haven't got back into our stride yet of what we do in these off months. So I'm hoping that I'm going to bring everybody back on the stream and get some of these things done. And we'll be able to enter 2022 with a fresh approach. It's a bit like spring cleaning, except we're going to be doing it in the winter, but it's a spring cleaning of everything, of our filing cabinets, you know, filing of our digital filing cabinets, if you like, a spring clean of our social media, looking at things we need to do to make things better in the next year. So I have created 10 winter projects and I'm going to go through each one and uh, share what we're going to be doing. So I kick off number one is in fact, as I just said, creating a 90 day plan because we expect to complete these winter projects within 90 days. I know that I've started on some already, which takes up some of uh, December and then it will go through to January, February. Most of the projects probably won't start until after the new year. So we get January, February, March. And as we really begin to ramp up with our bookings in mid-March and going into April, then we should be in a better position to do so. So, so that 90-day plan is very practical. It takes on board that some of these things are going to take some time and you know it's not going to be just one long laundry list of to-do projects. Each one of these projects will have a timeline to it. They'll be assigned to different people and each of those people will be able to assign things to others, to a, to a secondary person, if you like. But that is the first thing to do is to create that plan and base it on the major goals that you have for the year. Now, I'm not going to be talking about financial plans or marketing plans. 
these are the things that are standard. They get done every December, January anyway, as we're looking forward to the new year. So you won't see those on this list. You know, those the, the marketing plan for 2022 is already pretty much in place. There will be some, there are some things on this list though that cover off aspects of that marketing plan and make it a little bit easier. So that's number one, creating that plan of all the things you're going to do. Number two, this is a really important one, is reviewing the communications workflow. Now, we set up a new communications workflow in early 2020, but it all fell a little bit by the wayside because of the pandemic and because of lockdowns and we weren't getting bookings. So we weren't able to follow through on much of the workflow. So this winter, we're going to go back to our communications workflow and make it very clear and precise. So everybody knows exactly what happens. So what I mean by communications workflow is things like your standard emails. So booking confirmation letters, statements of payment, uh, final balance, etc. Those are the ones that would generally come from your property management system. But when was the last time you reviewed the wording on them? When was the last time you took a look and said, okay, should we update these? Should we make them easier to read? Should we take out some of the wording, deliver them in a different way? So it's always a good idea to go back pretty frequently. And when I say frequently, you know, every year or so, every couple of years, maybe to just review how these documents look to a, a, new, a brand new guest, perhaps. So every company is going to have all those standard emails that you send out. So for us, it's a good time to review them and perhaps do some rewriting. Secondly, this is something that came in in 2019, and that was what we called our tumbleweed emails. Now, the tumbleweed ones, are the, and we call them, I've mentioned tumbleweed before. This comes from a slide that was used by Andy McNulty from Touchstay in a presentation we did a number of years ago. And it was a really good graphic of an old gas station in the desert with a tumbleweed just rolling past it. And he was talking about the fact that we so often forget our guests between confirming their booking and a week or so before their stay. You know, we don't give them that communication between the time of booking and the time of stay. So we created some what we, what we call the tumbleweed email sequence. And this is a set of emails that goes out between the, you know, in that time. So it could be just some general information about an area, uh, recommendations for guests as they're planning their stay. Because think about it, you know, in that time, people want to plan and they'll be doing their research online. But if you keep in touch with them, let them know that you know they're planning and you have these really useful things for that to, to help them do that planning. They're going to be talking about you. They're going to be talking about you to their friends. They're going to be bragging to say, hey, I book this property with this amazing company who are sending me all this stuff about what I can see, what I can do, where I can take the kids on a rainy day, etc. So we have a number of these to, uh, to select from so that we can send, we can segment our mailing. So there might be a mailing that goes out, you know, helping you prepare to take your dog to one of our pet friendly properties, for example. So we're going to be re-looking at the tumbleweed emails and making some additions, I should think. 
Then we have our pre-stay reminders that go out via the TouchStay platform, which is the platform we use for our digital guides. And it also allows us to send automated messaging. And we have a couple of emails that we send pre-stay that reminds our guests about uh, some of our policies, policies on occupancy and day guests, etc., and about lighting campfires and being aware of campfire bans, that sort of thing. So we have a couple of those that go out via touch day, so we'll be reviewing those. And then finally, our automated texts. And we started using Breezeway for text messaging last year, and it was amazingly successful. And we set up a series of automated text messages that go out at different times during the lead up to a guest stay, their arrival, and then around their departure time, just reminding them of check-in, check-out times, what they have to do when they leave, etc., and those proved to be extremely successful. And we probably won't tweak them a lot, but we will be just reviewing the whole thing. So that is number two, reviewing the communications workflow. It's a really great project to be doing at this time of year. Number three, I've got as cleaning out the toolbox. I know when I look at my garage at home and we've got all these different toolboxes and you open them up and there's all this stuff in there that seemed to be useful at the time, the gadgets, the gizmos, the things that you see online and on Amazon and buy, perhaps never, ever use. And then they just sit in a toolbox or they sit in an old box in the garage for until such time as perhaps you move. And that's when you throw them out. We do that with all the software that we buy. Well, I say you do that. I do that. I'm forever buying new little bits of software. It's that latest bright, shiny thing that I really think we must have. So I get all excited about it and I buy it and I might pay um, an annual subscription to it, which then surprises me when it comes around the following year and and we have to pay again and I've never used the thing. Or we have a one-off payment, but then it sits in the vault forever without being used. So this is a really good time to look at all that software that you have and figure out if it's actually worth having. You know, what is it costing? Is there an annual subscription? Are you paying a monthly subscription for it? Is it useful? Is it duplicated? We find this a lot. You know, I know we had we have a subscription to Canva and we have a subscription to Stencil, both very, very similar. I have numerous subscriptions to software that need to be re-evaluated in terms of how often they're used, if at all. That's such a good exercise because it gets you looking at what you're paying for software. And, and certainly many of the property management software now has so many things built into them that you may be running additional pieces of software that are are just redundant now because you can do them through your property management platform. So as you would at some point during the year, clear out your garage or clear out the junk drawer. That's how I look at it. It is like a junk drawer. You know, you you have this thing, you get excited about it, you, you look at it for a day or so, you put it away, and then you may rarely get it out and re-look at it. So this is a good time to do that clean out of the toolbox. Number four, this is something that I'm actually doing right now. Um, so I've got it very early into my 90-day plan, and that is creating social media templates. I've spent enough time talking to 
Jodie Bourne at Jodie Bourne Consulting to know that it, it's not sufficient to know how important branding is. And just posting random images or graphics on Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook may garner some attention, but nowhere near as much as if you brand them all the same, that you have a similar theme that runs through each one, that your brand colours are shown, that your logo is there, that when somebody sees one of your posts, it is easily identifiable as belonging to your company or to you if you're an independent owner. So, I'm currently working with a provider from Fiverr to create a series of templates for Instagram posts and Pinterest posts. And I was just taken taken aback, actually, when I went on to Fiverr and I just put social media templates into the search bar. How many providers there are, five-star providers that can create so much for you for so little. So, this is a really good time of year to spend, to work with a provider, to create all your templates, which you can then use for all your social media campaigns. I'm quite looking forward to uh, to getting that all up and running. And if you haven't used Fiverr before, it can be a little bit dodgy sometimes. You know, if you don't choose the right person, it's really important that when you're on there, that you spend time looking at the reviews, looking at how many gigs they have done. You will find when you see a price that when you actually get into it, there's there'll be all sorts of add-ons. And I usually look at a price that's on their, on their main page as, and you know, it really is just a teaser and you could be looking at 100% more once you have bought into all the added extras that they offer. And I'm more than happy to pay for really good work, really good professional work. Don't need to go for the cheapest option available. I want to go for somebody who is, you know, has a proven record of, of creating for other people. And quite often when I look through the reviews, I'm looking for, you know, businesses in Canada that are using some of these Fiverr providers and what they're saying, because, you know, it, it work, if it works for them, then it's more than likely going to be working for me too. So number five is to build an editorial calendar. And I know my marketing manager, Caitlin, has a great editorial calendar that she works from. And I don't sort of pay a great deal of attention to what happens in there because that's her realm. And I'm sure she would not be happy with me jumping in there and making any more suggestions. She's doing a darn good job at it. But I'm going to be building an editorial calendar, in fact, for Vacation Rental Formula, because over the next couple of months, you're going to see the YouTube channel picking up. You're going to see Instagram, many, many, many more Instagram posts as I start getting more to grips with Instagram and creating videos and reels, etc. So I need to have uh, a calendar. So that is certainly something that is built into my 90-day plan is to create a calendar that has a list of the blog posts I'm going to be writing, the Instagram posts, the reels I'll make, the videos I'll make for the YouTube channel. It's all too easy to get in the shower in the morning and have a brilliant idea, right? Okay, I'm going to write a blog post on this. 
But if it doesn't tie in to the rest of your marketing strategy, it may be a great idea, but it doesn't quite work. You know, it may not quite work. But having a real plan on how your marketing is going to spread out over the course of of the next 90 days is a really good idea. So I work into that, you know, definitely um, blog posts, pillar posts in particular, because what I'm trying to do is build a theme post, which is a very long post, covers a lot of things. And then on the website, it can link out to many other content pieces, whether that's a piece of audio or some video or just some ordinary social media post. So make that a plan to build your editorial calendar. So I've been mentioning video. And 2022 is going to be my year for video production because I've been putting it, I I do some video here and there and I really don't care about getting in front of the camera. I am what I am. It is what it is. If you don't like it, don't watch it. So I'm happy with that, but I do get hung up sometimes on the tech side because I'm more of a perfectionist and I really want to make sure everything is just right before I do it. So number six is planning a video strategy. And I think we should all be using more video because you can create so much video in so many different ways. Now you can do the very short form, the 30 second, the 15 to 30 second for an Instagram reel. You could create a a, a video walkthrough of your properties. You could go out into the local area and do video interviews with restaurateurs or providers at local attractions and that sort of thing. You know, maybe go and talk to the guy who takes people out on whale watching trips or dolphin watching trips, of course, depending on where you are. So there are so many different types of video that you can do. So think about your strategy for that. Do you have all the equipment? And and that's definitely something I'm looking at at the moment is the, the tech that's involved. Uh, what sort of camera will you use? Do you know how to use it for video? Are you just going to use an iPhone? What will you do for lighting? What will you do for audio? What about editing? There's so many free editing tools out there that you can spend, you know, set aside a couple of hours to explore your editing tools. And then there's other little bits and pieces like tripods, a gimbal. I bought myself a gimbal to, you know, the gimbal is the thing that makes your camera stable. It's a stabilizer, basically. So I've got a Osmo gimbal that I just attached the iPhone to. And I, you can run. I could, I could run or walk carrying the gimbal. And it doesn't matter how much I bounce up and down while I'm running or walking, the phone is going to stay in the same place. I'll put a link to that in the show notes because (laughs) I love this thing. So think about all the tools you're going to need because you don't want to get out into the field somewhere and on your first day of videoing, you know, you've decided to do this, you're going to get out there and do this thing and then find that you're missing something vital like an SD card. So use part of your 90-day plan to get all this organised because you may not, like like me, I won't be going out and doing a lot of my videoing for my company until the spring. But by the time I get to the spring, I will have absolutely everything in place. And of course, you don't have to do it yourself. You could hire somebody to do this for you, but definitely, you know, put a video strategy plan into your winter projects list 
I think it will be well worth your while. So on to number seven. A big part of my plans for 2022 is to acquire many, many more owners. We know that volume is everything. And in our plans for volume, we've become very selective. We want to make sure we are attracting not only the right properties, but the right types of owner. So over the last three or four months, it's been hugely busy with just massive intake of of new owners. And our onboarding procedures, uh, you know, have not been as robust, I don't think, as as they should be. At times, we're sort of scrambling about for information to give to an owner and to make sure that we've covered everything off. So, part, so, so for my project, one of my big projects for this upcoming three months is going to be to streamline our owner onboarding sequence to make sure we have everything in place for every owner so that it's almost automated when they come on board they get certain types of information. We collect certain information from them. We are able to create the listing in an automated fashion and get the listing over to them for them to check through to make you know, to, to cover off for accuracy, etc. There's lots of different parts of this process. And my goal is to really streamline this. So it, we created an owner manual on on the Touchday platform and and that has been hugely helpful and successful but we have to get our owners to look at it to read it you know what it's like trying to get people to read stuff and getting our owners on board to actually understand that everything they need to know is in that owner manual is you know has been quite the task and that's part of my project is, you know, how to get our owners to look at what we've created for them, because it really is comprehensive. Some of them say, oh, well, there's just too much information in there. But there are others who say this is fantastic. There's so much information that I have everything I need to get everything set up. So on this occasion, I would not be saying less is more. I want to be delivering as much information as I possibly can to them. But in a format that makes it easy for them to digest exactly what they want to digest and to digest exactly what we want them to take on board. That's most important. So building an FAQ library is one of my bigger goals to make sure that every question that every owner has is covered off in the frequently asked questions section of the owner manual. So that one's going to take some time, the owner onboarding, but I think it's really important for any property manager to really look at at how you do this. Because if our experience is anything to go by, the necessity for many owners now of second homes to rent them out is going to become stronger. You're going to see more and more people looking to rent out their properties and hopefully, hopefully needing a property manager to do it for them. You know, we've all got to stand out as being better for them, less time consuming than them having to do it themselves on Airbnb or VRBO. We have to justify how we can make their lives easier and that even if they're paying us a commission, it's going to be more worthwhile for them because their time is so valuable and they could be using it so much better elsewhere. That is the topic of another episode, I think. So I'm on to number eight is cleaning the filing cabinet. 
Now, that doesn't mean that old grey iron thing that we have in the office, emptying that out. In fact, I think last time I looked in that filing cabinet, it contained Christmas decorations and a bunch of manuals for loads of appliances that died years ago. So I don't think many people are using the good old fashioned filing cabinet. When I talk about that, I mean your digital filing system. I know every time I look at our G Drive and our Gmail folders, they are just so cluttered that I am absolutely determined this year that we're going to clean out all the stuff that's been in there for so long, archive it all, don't necessarily want to throw it away or delete it, but archive it maybe onto external hard drives so that we have that information available, but it's not cluttering up the day-to-day folders, which is what ours is. I mean, you guys may be incredibly organised and efficient and nothing like us where we keep absolutely everything. We create new folders, a couple of new folders every day because it seems like a good idea. And then we just find we are overwhelmed with different places to keep things and Google coming along and telling us that we are full. We have used all our storage capacity. So that's a definite for a project. I'm not going to be doing this one. I'm going to be passing that one on to somebody else saying, please clear out all this stuff and tidy everything up. I remember, oh gosh, years ago, how many years ago? 30 years ago, I worked for Reader's Digest in London, right in the centre of London. And I remember going for the interview, got the job as a customer service representative and arriving on the first day and having the induction and being shown this just room after room of filing cabinet. Well, not file, yeah, big filing cabinets. And they were just stuffed with paper files. And to be told that the, one of my jobs would be to be organising all this filing and making sure that all the old stuff got archived regularly. I'm so glad <laughs> we don't have that anymore. But, you know, it's sometimes when you look at it, it's not that different when you're looking at it digitally than it was when I was staring at those rooms of files. So make that a project if your digital filing is getting a little bit out of hand. So number nine, this is a project that's been going on for, for a while, but I think it's really important that we continue with it. Once again, I keep referring to Touchstay. And you know what an advocate I am for the Touchstay platform. And it is because I use it for so many different things. We use it for the digital guest guide. I use it for our owner manuals and we use it for staging guides for our owners so that they can have a property all ready for evaluation and photographs. But we also use it for our staff handbook and it is brilliant for that because we can put video in there. We can put you know, little loom videos. We can add PDF. We can insert just about everything into the Touchstay staff handbook. So we've started over the last couple of years addressing all our processes and procedures and getting them into a format that makes it really easy for a new staff member to come in and have the staff handbook and go to a particular process, you know, how to take a reservation, how to take a booking over the phone, how to deal with different issues that may get called in by guests, you know, how to handle a new owner request, etc. So absolutely everything that happens within the company, 
will go into that staff handbook. So what we've done is nominated a lead for each process or system. So Caitlin, who is our marketing manager, she will write processes that cover the editorial calendar, doing Facebook posts, writing for Instagram, whatever she does, so that if she was away and somebody had to come and take over from her, then they just need to go to the handbook and and see how it's done. Um, Sandra is our office manager and she deals with all the money. She's our bookkeeper. A lot of the processes she does, she probably couldn't share with somebody else, but many she can, you know, doing an owner payment run, how that is done, how to handle HST requests. That's uh, that's our harmonized sales tax, which is just like a US sales tax, how to deal with overseas owners and withholding tax and that sort of thing. So, Instead of her having to explain to somebody new, if she had to, she's just creating sections in the staff handbook that will explain each of those processes. And we're also building an induction plan for for a new employee. So will they be able to go to the staff handbook, go to the section on induction, and it will tell them the sequence in which they will speak to each one of our staff and get their introduction to different processes and procedures, etc., we went for many years without having these in place. And, you know, each time we took on somebody new, a student or our summer help, we sort of went back to the drawing board again. We went back to, you know, reinvented the wheel every time. And now we will have them all very neatly laid out in the staff handbook, in the digital handbook. And anyone can access it. Anyone can make changes and and share with others what they've put in there. So that's something very active that everybody's going to be taking part in over this winter project season. And I'm hoping that by the end of it, we will have a really fantastic document that is a living document. It will always be sort of changing. And finally, number 10, I'm going back to owners again, because owners are the lifeblood of our business and we need more of them. And even though we've been inundated, as I say, over the past three or four months, we know it's going to get really competitive as we get into the spring. You know, there's a lot of other property managers in our area. We're all going after the same thing and we all do very much the same thing. So we've got to build out an owner acquisition campaign plan that stands us out above the rest. We've got to work out what our unique selling proposition is. When an owner says to us, so, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a couple of other agencies, you all seem very much the same. What makes you different? So we are going to be working. I mean, we know what makes us different. We're just really, really lovely people. Yeah. But does it? Does that make us different? You know, every company is going to be saying the, saying the same thing. So the acquisition plan has to include that USP. It has to include what we're going to send out to new owners, our sales material, if you like. Once again, we've used the Touchday guide. We have an owner information pack that is on the Touchday platform. But I want to revamp that. I want to include more video because that is something that will stand us out from everybody else. Not everybody's doing video. So that is a big, uh, big project for me over the next couple of months is building out this owner acquisition campaign plan, working with some referrers. You know, I want to work more with realtors 
get in touch with them, find out what they need from us to make their job easier in selling properties, although it hasn't been, hasn't been that difficult for them to sell properties over the last, the last two years. But that may change. That may change. So we want to be in a good position if and when that would happen. So there you have it, my 10 winter projects, just briefly. So number one, creating a 90-day plan. Number two, reviewing the communications workflow. Next one is cleaning out the toolbox. I love that analogy for you know cleaning out a garage because I tend to do, I'm always cleaning out the garage, it, it seems. It seems to be a continual thing. And I think cleaning out your digital toolbox has to be continual as well. Creating social media templates. Number five, build an editorial calendar. Number six, plan your video strategy. Get your tech and your tools in place. Number seven, streamline owner onboarding. Making sure you've got a really good sequence of what's going to happen when a new owner gives you that thumbs up and says, yes, I want to register with you. You don't want to leave them hanging about when you've just sold them a contract. Number eight, clean out the filing cabinet. Get to grips with the G drive, the Gmail, archive all that old stuff. Number nine, develop a staff handbook. I think if any any property management company, regardless of whether you've just got one employee or hundreds, needs to have this, needs to have it digitally and needs to have it as a living document. And then number 10, building out the owner acquisition campaign plan. So strikes me that I will be a bit busy over the next few months. But, you know, I'm going to be sitting down here in Gulf Shores, perhaps sitting out on my chair overlooking Little Lake and just working away. It's going to be a good winter. And I fully believe that we will get all these projects done and we will enter the really busy booking season of 2022 in a much better place. So I hope that was helpful to you. I hope you've gleaned a few nuggets here and there that will maybe motivate you to start up a couple of projects of your own. I'd also love to hear from anyone who is doing something that that wasn't on that list because there's always so much else out there to do that I might certainly have missed out a few things. And hey, you know, 90 days is not long. And I'm not intending doing all of those things myself. They will be passed out. They will be shared with other team members, may even find some virtual assistance to get some of these done. So don't think, you know, when you plan out your projects that you're going to be overwhelmed because that's definitely something you somewhere you don't want to be. Okay, so thank you for listening. As you know, I always love knowing that that my voice is in your ear and that you are finding something of interest and usefulness in these episodes. As ever, let me know if there is something you'd like to hear about or if there's somebody you feel that I should be interviewing because I am making my interview plans for January and always on the lookout for something new or somebody new to talk to. I hope you have a great rest of your day and that you enjoy the weather wherever you are, as I certainly am down here in Gulf Shore, or actually in New Orleans today, if you're listening on the day of publication, and I'll be with you again very soon. 
It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.